Welcome to Workforce Insight, the podcast for business leaders looking for fresh insights and solutions to today's most pressing workforce challenges. I'm your host, Bushan Seti, Joint Global People and Organization Leader at PwC. In each episode, you'll receive new ideas from experienced practitioners who are helping employers drive workforce transformation. The experience people have at work is becoming a vital part of an organization's ability to thrive. Employees want their organization to provide a workplace experience that matches what they've come to expect as customers and in other areas of their life. They want it to be meaningful, personalized, user-friendly, and digital. In this episode, we'll describe what employee experience is, why it's important, and how organizations can tackle this topic and move it from being very nebulous to identifying the value and the benefits. And I'm delighted to be joined today by my partner, Amina Khan, one of our leaders in the areas of employee experience. Welcome, Amina. Hi, Bushan. Great to be here. Really excited to talk to you about a topic that is near and dear to my heart and seems to be top of mind for most employers and employees as well. Absolutely. So first things first, what's been your greatest personal and professional reflections during the pandemic? That's a really good question, Mushan. I think we've all had a chance to step back and really revisit a lot of things that we were doing almost on autopilot, right, in our personal lives and in our professional lives. For me, this has been a forced opportunity to really think about where I'm spending my time. And more than ever, you know, I, I really realized that time is the only diminishing commodity we have, right? And so on a personal level, I've been very selective over time, over the last 15, 16 months on how I choose my free time, how much free time I have or personal time. I think it's become really important to be able to draw boundaries from a work standpoint, be much more empathetic with people that you're working with, whether that's clients or staff or fellow partners. Absolutely. I mean, the, the concept of time, I think we can all relate to in our lives, valuing that time and also understanding our colleagues and our different experiences is so important. So as we get into employee experience, we know that in our consumer lives, the experience when we're using a device, when we encounter a certain brand, when we used to have many more in-person experiences in service organizations, we knew that that was such a critical moment. In the employee world, this is an emerging topic. We've seen many organizations think about employee experience from many lenses, whether it's technology, whether it's engagement. In the pandemic, it's been a great deal about the physical workplace. From your perspective as a practitioner who's been looking at this and working with this around the globe for a number of years, can you help the audience define how you see this topic of employee experience? What is it and why is it important now? Yeah, there's so much to unpack there, Mushan. I think one of the things that I have seen in the recent, I would say, two to three years, and not just here in the US, but in other parts of the world also, this phenomenon of employee experience has now, we've gotten our arms around it, right? It's such a nebulous area. And for a lot of leaders, it's still difficult, right? So part of what we do and what I love talking about and helping clients understand is there is a way to define this. And it is not something that is squarely the responsibility of an HR function in an organization because employee experience is really a culmination of all of the different touch points. And that means for different types of employees, or as we like to say, different personas, 
There will be different touch points that people have with their employer as the workforce, HR, and organizational dynamics have changed. We've gone from a situation where employment was very much about, I will provide a service and you will provide a paycheck. We've just come so far. So the four buckets that we like to think about just to organize our thinking is really around, is the work enjoyable? Am I productive in the environment that I'm in? Do I respect you know, the people that I work with? And is the organization supportive of my growth? And so you can double click on all four of those buckets and see that these are all things that employers and organizations can actually measure. And on the customer side of experience, we know that experience of customers will drive profitability, retention, reputation. How would we describe the benefits of doing this? Why should business leaders care about this? How does it link to their bottom line and their customer metrics and what they're looking to measure beyond, say, the people metrics? You're right. You know, aside from just being a great place to work for business leaders, it's really important to understand why engagement and experience for employees is important because it is a leading indicator of your customer satisfaction, your customer engagement, your repeat business. And study after study has shown that workplaces with engaged workforces will have fewer defects in work products, greater customer loyalty, lower absenteeism, lower attrition rates. And also even lower safety incidents in environments where physical workplaces is really important. And we also know this whole war for talent and the amount of the financial impact to an organization if someone walks out the door after one year of service, what the actual financial impact is. And for the incumbent to be replaced by someone and the cost of that person coming up to speed to the same productivity level is huge. And also from an employee's perspective, what good looks like has changed a lot. So while there's a business case for investing in employee experience, the role of employers has changed. Now more than ever, and our workforce included, expects their employer to not just provide a paycheck, but that they are taking a stand on various social issues like climate and diversity and inclusion and other things that have really come to the forefront in terms of a a global discourse on, on social and societal matters. And the pandemic highlighted kind of the importance of experience. All organizations focused on health and safety. Then it was, how do we focus on the user experience from a remote work point of view? And then, as you mentioned, societal issues and the impact on reputation and the increased need for transparency was a big part of that. As you look forward to a post-pandemic world, if we're even able to think about that, where do you see this topic going? Why do you see it as important? So I think this, the pandemic and the work from home situation, and now as we move into what we consider post-pandemic hybrid scenarios that most employers are grappling with right now, the utility of technology on being able to gauge engagement and predict attrition or predict resistance within the organization has really come to the forefront because our conduit to work life now has really for the last 15 months has just been the laptop, right? And various collaboration tools that we use through that laptop. So there are a lot of products on the market that allow you to use metadata, basically an employee's use of a suite of tools, so to speak, to be able to see What is their behavior from a productivity standpoint, from a collaboration standpoint, and from engagement? And that data really allows you to see how your people work. And that information then should 
ideally inform your people management programs and, you know, your employee experience in general. So if there's a lot of friction with regard to technology or you see that people are multitasking during meetings, it is a really important input into the experience journey or improvement of experience journey. And I love the point around kind of leveraging the analytics. So what it's going to tell us about engagement, sentiment, how we can also slice and dice that by different employee audiences or demographics. As you work with global organizations, how are they starting to tackle this topic? And how are they dealing with differences across countries and maybe how they segment their employees? The other way in which this whole topic has evolved over time is the importance of personalizing, to the extent possible, the experience of employees. So what that means is really identifying whether it's through job family, role within the organization, demographic concern, geography, really looking at what are the different personas that you need to be catering for because people's motivations differ also, right? What gratification and satisfaction looks like for one employee may not be the same for another. And so really being able to define what are the major personas that are represented across your workforce is a really good starting point. Clients are really starting to look at their employees as internal customers and putting that level of rigor and discipline around defining those personas. And that's a really effective starting point as you start thinking about employee experience. And I think it's important on the journeys, Amina, is how this connects to everything else that a firm is doing. So how do you actually build in career paths so you can actually move people around to give them a good work experience? How do you look at your real estate strategy to say, how do we redesign the workplace to kind of give people that comfortable experience or even the return to work policy if people want to come in two to three days a week? So I think connecting experience to everything else that a business is doing from a workforce and a workplace perspective is probably an important consideration. Another one of those, from our perspective, I'd say is leadership. How you experience an organization, where do we see leadership's role in defining and driving the right workplace experience? So important. It has to be top down and bottom up. And as we know, organizations that have really tasked their leaders on engagement as part of their own metrics on which their own bonuses and compensation is based in part are the ones who are really moving the needle. And organizations where leadership understands that employee engagement and satisfaction is a leading indicator to customer loyalty and to their bottom line effectively are the ones who are the employers of choice. And so really getting leaders not to just symbolically buy in but literally buy-in from a compensation standpoint is a really important first step tied into the objectives for management. And I think also they need to be seen to be leading this charge. And it has to be, you know, a lot of organizations such as ours have put together experience task force or committees or people committees to be able to inform leadership's understanding of what it means to work for X organization. So we've talked about what experience is and how it's multifaceted in terms of brand and technology and workplace and leadership. We've talked about some of the business benefits. Tell us a story about an organization that, how do they get started with this? Everyone's got some definition and framework of employee experience as it exists today, but how do firms actually start tackling this topic? I really like talking about because it's actually, it sounds simple, but it can be quite complicated. Understanding your existing employee experience is your starting point. 
And so identifying strengths and gaps in your current experience by reviewing a range of topics across the talent life cycle. So how do you do that? You look at your historical people engagement survey results. You can have focus groups. You can do stakeholder interviews. And you want to also scan the entire organization for anything that could impact experience on a substantive level. And this is where it becomes a bit unwieldy, right? There are a lot of disconnected initiatives going on that affect people's experience. And so you need to take stock or inventory of that. You got to review how you assess people's performance as individuals, what their career path opportunities are, how clearly defined is it to navigate their career. You look at reward. And nowadays, you look at also return to work scenarios and people's response to those. You look at technology touch points. And you have to come up with a framework that is easy to measure and then obviously having the right governance overlay on who's responsible for which metric is super important as well. What's your experience, Ben Bushan? I know you've been working with a lot of financial services clients on return to work and what the future looks like. Your point on the starting point is really important here. Many financial institutions looked at this initially from a defensive place. So we need a culture program. We need to respond to regulators. But I think the important thing for any organization is define what it means to you. Is it about brand? Is it about reputation? Is it really important to segment employees based on different demographics and different working constraints? And it also actually leads to kind of improving gender representation or, you know, ethnicity. And then, as you said, using technology where technology can be improved to actually make us more productive, have the right user experience, and also on the back end around the analytics. So it's a tricky topic, but the more companies can actually connect it to what they're trying to more broadly do around their talent agenda, to retain, to develop, to move people around the organization, and to their ultimate business outcomes financially, for their customers, from a risk perspective, I think that's some of the pieces, but it is seen as a bit of a soft area. And so the definition, I think, is so critical. So as business leaders listen to this and they're wondering, what are the big takeaways that they've really got to focus on employee experience? What would you share? The main takeaway, Mushan, is the fact that employee experience is no longer nebulous. It's no longer just a sentiment of how employees happen to feel on that particular day. There's a way to assess engagement on a real-time basis without having to poke and prod your employees on a quarterly or yearly basis. There is a way to define experience and to personalize experience. And the returns for your customers, for your employees, for your brand, the return is amazing. As we look into the future as firms are redesigning business models, changing their real estate strategy, hiring different types of talent, what would your advice be around how we think about employee experience in that future context? This is such a broad topic, but I would say that what we do to assess folks as they're coming in through the door is just as important. And really the fabric or the ethos of an organization, as you start to define it more and more proactively as employee experience becomes more and more important, who you let in through the door is actually as important, right? So more reliance, I would say, on psychometric testing. I mean, technical testing has always been important, but that kind of softer side is really important especially in a day and age where there's so much automation, right? So the skills that are more important going forward 
our you know, creativity and innovation and all of it, what we considered before as softer skills have become more and more important. So I think using a better filtering mechanism than just behavioral-based interviewing for recruitment purposes is really important. That's great. So what I'm hearing from this conversation about experience is it's so important to define it, but it's also important to be really deliberate about how we can influence that experience for employees, for other areas, and also kind of thinking about what we need to do here and now versus kind of as we pivot to the future. Amina, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Really enjoyed our conversation. And thank you, listeners, for tuning into this episode of Workforce Insight. Please visit our website for more insights on how to tackle your organization's workforce challenges. And please subscribe to this podcast. This podcast is brought to you by PwC All Rights Reserved. PwC refers to the U.S. member firm or one of its subsidiaries or affiliates and may sometimes refer to the PwC network. Each member firm is a separate legal entity. Please see www.pwc.com structure for further details. This podcast is for general information purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors.